episode of the Nashville Fitness Podcast brought to you by Be Ready PT. My name is Jake Barish and I am your host uh, and I have a really cool episode for you all today. We are going to be talking about CrossFit quarterfinals, which just finished all of the age groups, all of the teams. And what we're going to talk today about is the uh, individual quarterfinals, which starts the pro season off. Um, And so I have a special guest with me here today. Um, She is one of my training partners. She is also basically the only coach I will listen to when I'm being dramatic and a diva. My number one judge, uh, my number one fan, it's uh, my girlfriend, and her name is Dane Davis. Dane, thank you for joining me to tell the story today. You're welcome. So we are basically going to run through uh, quarterfinals, how we saw it, how we approached it, um, and kind of tell the uniqueness of the story of how I did quarterfinals. Um, Dane, do you want to kind of give them a brief overview of of what we're getting after today? Yeah, absolutely. So we went into the open, not sure where we were at because the previous year of fitness looked a little different for us. Our routines changed a lot, so we didn't have too much consistency. So going into the open this year, it was open minds, open hearts, and seeing how we were going to do. Um, Jake ended up qualifying, and once we realized that he was entered into quarterfinals, we also realized that we were going on vacation. So... Right around the time that we were preparing, we realized that Jake would have to do his quarterfinal workouts in under 20 hours. So we went ahead and planned an attack for that. Yeah, so this was a really unique experience because uh, the previous year I had seen someone post on Instagram that they did all of the quarterfinal workouts in one day. And I'm like, why would you do that? Like, stop trying to be cool. And then I ran into a circumstance where I had no choice. So I was like, kind of ironic and karma came back and hit me. So yeah, the uh, when we did the math on it, it ended up being a 17 hour span um, from start to finish for quarterfinals. Um, so yeah, what was what do we want to talk about first with this? Yeah, so um, first thing I have to ask you, because I'm not sure I even asked you this when you qualified is how were you feeling? when you qualified? Uh, It was really interesting, right? So this past year's Open, I talked a little bit about this on the previous podcast, has been really good or was really good for me. And so I was surprised that I was in qualifying position for quarterfinals. Um, And when I when I finally saw the the results of the open, I was, I was excited, but also nervous because I knew I wasn't prepared the way that I wanted to be for quarterfinals. Sure. Sure. I mean, that makes sense. We weren't really sure where your fitness level was at. And the previous year of quarterfinals was very different. Yeah. The open was very different. So going into this open, we didn't really know what we were getting into and had new obstacles to kind of learn. Which honestly, for both of us, I think kind of took the pressure off. We were just doing it to be in the open because that's what we do with CrossFit. Yeah, yeah. That first week, I would say I put a lot of self-pressure on me personally. Um, I knew that you were prepared, but I wasn't really sure where I personally was feeling. Um, So after that first week, you get those jitters out. It was that repeat workout. And then after that, it was smooth sailing for you. So yeah. So, all right, let's talk about quarterfinals. Um, So we had a vacation to go on um, that we couldn't move because it was, we were going to an event. And uh, so we just had to get it done because we were leaving on Friday morning. Yeah, absolutely. And then the thing with quarterfinals too, which is different from the open is no matter what you have a new sense of urgency because there is a time domain to finish these workouts. So regardless of having only 17 hours, it was still pressure. 
Yeah, for those of you who don't know, even if you can do it in the normal way, the first two workouts are due by noon on Friday. They're announced Thursday. The second two workouts are due by noon on Saturday, and then the last workout is due by noon on Sunday. And that's all Pacific time, so uh, here Central Time, we had a little bit different time domains, but that's pretty much the urgency that you have for that. Yeah, yeah. so with knowing that you had even less time, which is approximately that 17-hour mm-hmm. gap that you had to finish those workouts, um, did this change your nerves going into it, or did it help you focus on the task at hand. Yeah, you knew how to ask that question too because I'm a very nervy athlete, especially when there's pressure coming on. Uh, yeah, the nerves were gone because I had no choice, right? And so I was kind of in this situation where it was like, hey, you work out every day. You know that you do a lot of workouts most days. So it's kind of just like, all right, we're just gonna get into this. So yeah, my mindset was different. My mindset wasn't like, it wasn't the pressure of a perfect performance. It was the pressure of how do you do five of these quickly to the best of your ability? You know, I didn't back off or try, you know, to do worse on one to do better on another. It was how do you take all five of these in a short time frame and do them well? Yeah. Yeah. And I remember talking about it and kind of figuring out our strategy for it, your strategy for it. No, it was ours. We, um, we, I definitely had a team. Like it was <laughs> not just me. It was you and uh, some other people that helped us too. Yeah. I think collaboration with this is really important, especially if you have that much more of an expedited time crunch on yeah. things. Yeah, for sure. Um, so why don't we talk about how we approach that yeah. and um, so, how you ultimately prepped for that? Yeah. Big shout out to uh, Travis uh, over at Music City as well. He helped us talk through... Uh, the order that we wanted to do, right? Because if you do them just one, two, three, four, five, certain movements, and we'll get into this, will interfere with other movements, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And so you want to do it intelligently. I mean, even if you watch the pros, a lot of them didn't do one, two, three, four, five. They either considered the workouts and how they interfere, or even they considered their own personal strengths and weaknesses. So that's what we did with me is we we looked at my strengths and weaknesses, what I was best at, what I was going to struggle the most with, and tried to get an order. Um, so what we're going to do, uh, let's talk about, let's briefly run through the workouts and then we'll tell the order that we did. Yeah. So test one was that heavy, uh, front squat. So it was nine front squats, nine handstand walks, 15 front squats, 15 muscle ups, 21 front squats and 21 chest to wall handstand pushups. Yeah. That was a doozy. That was a burner. Yeah. And the weights were different too. Um, you started with 225 and then descended to 185 and ended with 135. Yep. So for those nine front squats at the beginning, I know that that's, it's a heavy weight. Mm-hmm. How did that feel to start with that Yeah, so I, I, I did start with test one. And so um, the front squats were fine. I like heavy movements and I like low reps. So starting at nine was actually fine. It was kind of like, all right, we're going to hit a squat clean. And we're just going to go for it. And it, it ended up going really well um, as far as the squats went. And I, I like that workout. Um, so and we'll get we'll get more in depth on these as we go. Uh, so let's move on to the second workout I did, which was not test two. Um, do you want to read them? So I did workout one and then I did workout three. You want to read them what that is? Yeah. So test three was five rounds for time. Five burpee box jump overs, one clean and jerk, and you would add one clean and jerk after each round. The weight for the men was 275, and that box was at 30 inches. Yeah, so that was a cool one because it wasn't super high rep, but it was like high skill on the box jump overs um, and also heavy weight. So I, I do enjoy the structure of that kind of workout. Yeah, when I looked at that, that went, that looked exactly like a workout that yeah. 
you would attack for yep. me. All right. So what's the third workout that I did? Yeah. So your third workout was actually test two. Your test two was a 12 minute AMRAP of eight dumbbell snatches on one arm, eight overhead walking lunges on that same arm, eight dumbbell snatches on the second arm, eight overhead walking lunges on the second arm as well. And then ending that round with a 40 rep crossover. Yeah. So the crossovers were the new one, right? You know, in CrossFit, mm-hmm. we do a lot of lunging, a lot of dumbbell snatching. That wasn't new to us, but the wrinkle on that was those crossovers. And that we'll, we'll get really in depth on that in a minute. That messed a lot of people up. Yeah. And then you had to also navigate that 70 pound dumbbell, which we're used to the fifties, but the seventy right. is a new implement. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then my fourth workout, which was test five. Uh, that would be the 21 deadlifts at weight one, 21 chest to bar pull-ups, 15 deadlifts at weight two, 15 bar muscle-ups, nine deadlifts at weight three, and nine rope climbs at a 15-foot height. Uh, your deadlifts were 225, 275, and 315. Yeah, so you they had got the heavy. ascending. Yeah. Yeah. Which, again, when I look at this, this is pulling all of your strengths. Yeah. I mean, and if you're a confident deadlifter, those weights, yeah. like, they're they're hard but they're not terrifying um and so you're really looking at that last round of the nine rope climbs as really being the big wrinkle on that one so yeah um that was the order in which i did them and what's fun about that is test five and oh we didn't even we sorry i was gonna say i think you have one more test you're forgetting okay maybe you blocked that one out. i did block that one out (laughs) anyway tell them the last test we did so test four which i'm i can see why you would probably block this out because this (laughs) is not your cup of tea um, typically is a 20 minute AMRAP of a thousand meter row, 50 GHG sit-ups, 500 meter row. And then what was funny for me is seeing those 25 V-ups at the end of that round. Yeah. An unusual movement that a lot of the CrossFit community gave some feedback about, and we can talk about the goods and bads of, of that movement, um, when we get there. But yeah, so what I was getting at before I forgot a test, um, <laughs> was that test five and test four were both done around 5 AM in the morning. Um, and so, yeah, that was that's how we rounded out that 17-hour time span. I wasn't awake and doing workouts for 17 hours straight. Um, so cool. Um, so before we dive into this, is there anything we're missing, anything we need to go over, or should we kind of just break it down test by test? What do you think? I think we should break it down, see how you were feeling, and then maybe we can talk about how your protocols changed because of that time mm-hmm. constraint. Right. Um, and I also recall that the original plan was to do the five in one day. Um, yeah. And time got away from us. Recovery <laughs> yeah. was a factor. Um, so sure. yeah, let's go ahead and talk about those tests. Okay. How you felt with each one? Cool. How I saw them, and how they were executed. Sweet. So test one as a reminder: front squats, handstand walks, muscle ups, and the chest to wall push ups. Um, so for me, anything in that nine rep range for front squats, easy, right? You know, they could have they could have made it even a little bit heavier, not a lot heavier, but a little bit, and it probably would have felt great. The nine handstand walks. The big wrinkle with that is you had to do all 25 feet unbroken. And so that made it so that you had to make sure you could make the distance. Um, I like handstand walks, but I did end up having to do 10 reps. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, I... It's a painful no rep. Uh-huh, my hand was on the line and not over the line. So that wasn't the most fun. Um, the 15 front squats went well. The muscle-ups uh, were also uh, surprisingly good. Um the front squats at 135 got hard just because there's so many reps and it's late in the workout that your legs are burning. And so the the question is, do you hang on? Do you take rest with the weight 
sitting on your shoulders or do you break it up? Um, and if I recall, recall correctly, I broke up the 21. I, uh, I took a slight break. Yes. And then um, got to the 21, chest to wall, handstand push-ups, and that was just difficult. Yeah. So looking at that workout and looking at it on paper, my first thought was you're playing to get to those muscle-ups. Mm-hmm. Those are important. The ring muscle-ups, I'm sure, you know, your front squats, you get tired. Um, your arms are completely active the entire time throughout right. this workout. And then the handstand walks prior to the muscle-ups get those traps really tired. Yep. Um, do you think that maybe approaching the front squats or approaching the muscle-ups differently would have helped you with those chest-to-wall handstand push-ups? Um, maybe. I think that you're really playing a game with time here because you only had what 12 minutes to do that workout right uh Uh, 15 15. yep so you're playing a game with time here right and so regardless of how because unfortunately you know a handstand walk takes a little while and you had to do all 25 feet unbroken so you couldn't game it to where you're doing shorter distances Mm -hmm. so i mean i think some tweaks could have made the chest wall handstand push-ups better but i think this is one of those ones it was a great test because either you had them or you didn't you were good at them or you weren't and that's like it's not oh, you got there and you were tired, you got there and you are fresh. It was, can you do them or can you not do them? Yeah, I think it was a perfect representation of CrossFit where you have to adapt. Yes. Um, and especially with this new format that we've been seeing from Adrian Bosman, the adapting is very oh, yeah. strong yeah. and prevalent as kind of a, a common thread throughout yeah. well, these and, last couple of years. And you and I talk about this all the time in CrossFit, and this might get some people's feathers ruffled. <laughs> There are people who are incredibly fit, but they are not athletes. You put them in an athletic situation, i.e. an obstacle course or moving really odd objects, and they they flounder. And these are professionals who are getting paid to do the sport. And so I really love that uh, Boz is asking us to be athletes, not just people who have learned the rules of a power clean and a butterfly pull-up and how to do a handstand push-up, but taking us out of our comfort zone regularly. And so I know there were a lot of people complaining that like, we didn't know whether or not chest to wall pull, handstand pushups were coming. We saw them in the games last year. I love it because athletes, which should be a part of fitness, can adapt to those movements. It's not like you're asking us to do like high, high level gymnastics to take 10 years to train. Yeah. I also think it's part of the fun of it. The sport's adapting and we're not having these athletes that have done thousands of reps mm-hmm. of this one movement being the strongest point of it now. So it's introducing the ability for people to highlight the fact that they can adapt. And those that aren't used to adapting are going to have to learn how to. So even if they don't have that natural athleticism, they'll have to learn that too, which is, I think, part of that belt, right? You have those tools that you add to your belt as you get through the sport of CrossFit. I think adapting is is one of those. Yeah, and, and we still saw the fittest people be the fittest people and put up the best scores. It's not like, you know, right. the, the winners of, of the CrossFit Games can't do this movement. They did it well. They did it better than everyone else. So it's still a good test of fitness. Yeah. I also think that such an important aspect of it, too, is making sure that you come through it with an open mind. It's very easy to defeat yourself and then you don't succeed mm-hmm. because you've you've gotten into that mindset. Well, I'm not going to do it because I can't without even trying. Right. So, um, cool. yeah. So right. let's move on to test three, let's which is... It your second test that Mm -hmm. you did. Um, That test three, just for a reminder, was those five rounds for time, five burpee box jump overs at that 30-inch box height, 
with one clean and jerk. Each round, you're adding one clean and jerk at 275 for the men and 185 for the ladies. Yeah, for so for those of you who haven't seen this, it's it's five one and then five two, five three, so on and so forth. So that 275 barbell, I really love that they put it in there because it's a strength test. Strength, excuse me, strength test without being a one rep max test. Um, and I love that because you know a lot of times in CrossFit, you know we see something super light, super fast, and it's all cardio. And then lift heavy. Um, so I like that the variety is here, that the barbell was fairly heavy for most people. Um, I like this test. Um, it was a little too close to the first test with all the shoulder fatigue. Mm-hmm. And I think that got in my way a little bit. But I, I can't see myself having done leaps and bounds better, right? I got two of the clean and jerks into two of the clean and jerks on the fourth round. I failed two of them because of fatigue. So, you know, I might have finished that fourth round and might have had a crack at one on on the fifth round but even fresh i I wouldn't have anticipated myself doing better because again like we said this previous training year wasn't our greatest Mm -hmm. um and i was really proud of my effort on that one yeah yeah so when i look at this test um i wrote down heavy sprint yeah for sure and explosiveness Mm -hmm. those are two of the aspects that i look here and go this is hard because that heavy barbell is going to slow down those lighter athletes right but then those stronger athletes are going to be slower because of the mm-hmm. explosiveness that that burpee box or the yeah burpee box jump over yeah. requires, um, and then barbell execution too is something that I think about. Oh, these yeah. are expensive reps because these are heavier weights. Um, I know that you had some struggles right getting into the the round of four. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that that was just fatigue, or do you think that it was barbell execution? What would you say happened in that moment for you? Um, Some of it was the fatigue of the shoulders after that first workout. I mean, I only took like an hour break from handstand walks, you know, muscle-ups, chest-to-wall push-ups. So, you know, if I was to retest it, if I was fresh, could I finish it? Maybe. Um, But it's not a guarantee. I think that one of my biggest weaknesses is going overhead is that split jerk. So that's something that still needs to be worked on. Sure. But 275 is a number that I should be hitting regularly. And, you know, it's 15 total reps in a 12 minute time domain, those burpees didn't interfere for me. I know some of the, some of our bigger athletes that we know that those burpees might've, but Mm -hmm. it's five around, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, let's go back to that at the end of this. Once we've talked about all those tests about what your 2024 season looks like now after learning from these. Um, all right. So your test two, which was your third workout, Mm -hmm. That was that 12-minute AMRAP of eight dumbbell snatches with one arm, eight overhead walking lunges with the same arm, eight dumbbell snatches with arm two, yep. eight overhead walking lunges, arm two, and then 40 crossovers. Yep. So I was around the gym. I looked at a lot of people adapting, again, to crossovers, mm-hmm. right? And these aren't those double crossovers that we saw at the game. Yep. So it was a brand new implement almost stripping back to learning that single under, Mm -hmm. learning those basics. Um, Can you talk about your breath during that workout? Because when I look at this, this is all breathy. And Mm -hmm. again, shoulder intensive. Yeah. Um, So why don't you run me through how you were feeling during that AMRAP? So as a coach, I get on all my athletes (laughs) for breathing properly. And I'm sure I do it wrong. But I... (laughs) I know better. Um, So a lot of times when we're breathing in any fitness modality, when you're doing the concentric or the hard part of the movement, you should be breathing out or even holding your breath slightly, Mm -hmm. right? So on this workout, 
you want to be taking a breath in before you snatch that dumbbell and be releasing it either as you go up or at the top, right? And so finding that breath during that was incredibly important. And same thing with the lunges, right? Keeping that breath tight while you're going, stepping down, hitting the knee to the floor and slowly breathing out on the way up so that that core is tight. Because that dumbbell overhead, 70 pounds, it can get unstable. Right. Easily too. So um, focusing on breathing at the right times, not just breathing was incredibly important on this workout. Sure, sure. One thing I noticed about this workout too, observing, listening to feedback mm-hmm. from other athletes that had already done it or attempted to do it in a heat prior to you was the feet. Oh, the yeah. feet hurt so bad. It was so weird. Yeah, it was How like, would you mitigate that? So it was foot crampy. Um, one of the ways that I would make sure is roll out your feet. You know, we all have percussion massage implements now or Mm -hmm. even lacrosse balls or foam rollers roll out your feet right those foot muscles can cramp up real quick if they're if it's the wrong workout and i think the combination of stabilizing on the snatches because it's heavy lunging obviously you're bouncing on you know one foot in the front one foot in the back and then jumping that many times your feet are gonna lock up yeah and do you ever during a workout like this, right, it's an AMRAP, so you want to be pushing your mm-hmm. your reps as much as you can. You want to get as many rounds as possible, obviously, AMRAP. Um, do you think that maybe putting the weight differently in your feet for certain sections of this would have helped? Like, for instance, with, with my dance background, I usually will jump in my toes mm-hmm. on the balls of my feet and let my knees take in a lot of that effort mm-hmm. as I land so that the landing is soft and then my feet are always feeling like active weight rather than Mm -hmm. dead weight when you get fatigued. Um, Were you thinking about that at all? So I watched some athletes in the prior heat go and I think that the biggest thing, it's almost the opposite of that with weightlifting where Mm -hmm. you want the weight in your heels. When you're lunging, a lot of times if you have tight Achilles or if you're just not comfortable lunging, you get into your toes that's stretching out the muscles. It's making your foot fatigued. If you can sit back in your heels, your foot can relax a little bit more, not use so much of that energy, and maybe save some of it. So do you think that's why people were having a little bit more trouble with their feet, that they were defaulting? I think we all know better, but a lot of us get into our toes when we're lunging rather than almost like as you're standing, drawing through your heel. Sure. You're wanting to press forward. Right. You're, you're, and so you're, you're, you're trying yeah. to press yourself forward. So your, your toes go towards the front of your feet, but towards, if you're, if well, your feet towards cramp, the front of your shoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. If your feet cramp and you're jumping game over. Right. So right. And let's talk about those crossovers. So I think the biggest thing with the crossovers is, uh, keep your cool. I, right. I, none of us are going to do it unbroken. Yeah. None of us are going to be good at it right away. Mm-hmm. And I, when you just like when you're learning double unders yeah you can scream slam your rope throw a fit you're wasting time you're wasting energy you're also yeah you're wasting energy you're wasting mental capacity you're not focused Um, the test is not meant to test how much frustration you can Mm -hmm. handle in 12 minutes it's more so how can i use that frustration Mm -hmm. to move forward how can i learn this adaptation of a jump rope and weirdly enough, the way I felt, it was like, it was more mental energy than physical energy of, of you're tired in the middle of the workout. You want to let your body just do what it does. Cause sure. that's what we do in CrossFit sometimes is we're so good at those movements because we do them so many times. We almost check out mentally and let our bodies do the work. Your brain had to be on the entire time and 40 reps is a lot to get through. So it was interesting to see how that affected people. Yeah. That mental capacity gets tired. I mean, you, you constantly have an inner dialogue that happens. Yeah. Um, and there are times during workouts like double unders mm-hmm. where you get to 
zone out yeah. and you just wait for your judge to go, all right, mm-hmm. you're at your number. Move on. Yep. Yep. All right. Um, so let's move on to test five. So let me paint which a was picture your... real quick because we are going to move on. Yeah. I was going to try to do test five at around <laughs> eight o'clock at night and my coach sitting across from me says, we'll just get up early. And I was like, are you sure? And she goes, there's no way you're doing this right yeah, now. Yeah. I mean, I watched you. You, you started to break down, right? It was the right call. And your movement quality was decreasing. And the the goal was to make sure that you were successful in your movement. Right. Um, and successful in your execution as best as possible within right, the, the time goal, domain that we had. The goal wasn't just like do this crazy thing just for the heck of it. It was perform well. Yeah. You have goals. Mm-hmm. And um, unfortunately, the time did not help us because of vacation yeah, yeah. however you could still execute right and you can plan and figure out what was the best options for you yep. so cool yeah so, cut to 5 a.m <laughs> uh well 5 30 i think was when we yeah, got to the gym yeah. um and test five yeah so test five uh 21 deadlifts at 225 into 21 chest to bar pull-ups 15 deadlifts at 275 into 15 bar muscle-ups, mm-hmm. nine deadlifts at 315, and then nine 15-foot rope climbs. Mm-hmm. Um, this workout for me looks great for you on paper, <laughs> right? I, I, I look at this workout gymnastics. and I go, oh yeah, this is all him. Yep. However, day before, shoulders are extremely fatigued. You did all those front squats, mm-hmm. your legs are tired. Um, why don't you talk me through your mental process here and yeah. then I'll ask you about well, this was a funny workout retrospect because we talked during it and I we was did. chatting with you but it was because I was like look I'm not going to injure myself if I have to stop and say I'm not doing the rest of quarterfinals I'm going to protect myself because there's you know this is the end of my season I know I wasn't making semifinals right so 21 deadlifts and it started what was the starting weight 225 yes I was surprised that my back didn't hate me I don't know if the soreness hadn't set in yet, but it was fine. <laughs> um, 21 chest bar pull-ups. Love chest bar pull-ups. That's my bread and butter. Um, I broke them up, but only because I was anticipating the later part of the workout. Right. Uh, if I was to do it again fresh, I would do those unbroken for sure. Um, then we get to the 15 deadlifts. Um, those are fine too. You know, uh, 275, still not an insane weight to be deadlifting that many times. Still back feeling good. Um, we get to the bar muscle-ups. And do you remember how many I did? I think I did... You did seven. Yeah, you did sevens, five. um, I think you did maybe a two and a three there, right? Well, no. So it's a total of fifteen. So I did what seven? I think I did seven four four or eight three three, something like that. Okay. Um, And I couldn't believe that the muscle ups were going that well. Um, My body was responding well, and honestly, I think it's just because we got ahead of the soreness and didn't hit me yet. Right. Right. And then nine deadlifts at three fifteen. Threw on a belt. Uh, and you know, 315, even nine singles, I told myself like, you can get through that. And so mm-hmm. I don't remember what my reps were, but I did three sets, maybe two sets, something like that. And, and it went fine. You know, it really wasn't that difficult. Um, and then the rope climbs. Yeah. So I've never seen you struggle on a rope climb. Um, <laughs> it got and bad. I mean, that's, that's where I saw your recovery mm-hmm. hit you, right? It catches up you get to the end of this workout and you go, oh no. Yep. Um, Feet were slipping, arms yeah. were cramping. So why don't you talk about those nine and tell oh, me about your, your mindset there and I'll... So Dane knows me very well. She knows how I can do rope climbs and she was like, you gotta go faster. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't. And she's like, 
you got to go faster. And I hate saying I can't, but I was like, I'm going to fall off and die from this rope. Well, I mean, I, I even watched Lauren Fisher do that, right? Yeah. She failed a rope she, Yeah, which is crazy so to it, see it, happen from that level. It's not abnormal and it wasn't out of the realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. It happened. Right. So I think you taking a little bit more time, making sure that the conservative effort was smart because mm-hmm. that's an expensive rep for me, for right? Sure. That's looking at a 10 second rep when you're under fatigue because <laughs> you were inchworming up that mm-hmm. rope because you're tired, right? Yeah. Um, so for me, I was watching it and I went, all right, as a coach, you need to take a step back from your athlete. And no matter how many aspirations I had for you, I also needed to realize where you were at right. and meet you there. Mm-hmm. Um, so as much as I wanted you to, to barrel through those, because I knew that you could, we weren't there because the day before was also affecting right. you so, and your grip. Yeah. And so, uh, rope climbs were bad. Um, and my whole goal, I was like, if I even finish this workout, I'll be happy. So I get to that ninth rope climb and I'm, I don't even know what I wasn't looking at the clock. I kept right. asking Dane for updates. Cause I was like, I don't even want to look at this clock. I just want to work. Mm-hmm. I'm climbing this rope and my biceps are cramping. I'm sliding down the rope each pole. Like I get, you know, I get up a couple feet and then I slide down one and I get up, up a couple feet and slide down one. I'm like, this is the closest that I've ever come to like falling off of a rope. I hit the thing. I come down and Dane gives me a time and I was like, I can't. I can't believe I did that. It was like 12.55, right? Yeah. So you got to those rope climbs at around nine Mm -hmm. and then you finished that workout at 12.50. Yeah. So despite all of us saying failure and slipping, it was, I, I was surprised that the rope climbs, even though they look slow for me, were that fast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, nine rope climbs for you typically would not take four minutes. No. However. um, On that day it did. Yeah. I mean, you (laughs) You were fatigued. I don't mm-hmm. even know if you remember your body, but I saw you physically trembling because oh, you, yeah. were, oh, no, you were I'll never that, forget that tired, feeling, yeah. which at that point I was watching you and I go, this is all he's got. Mm-hmm. This is what he has. So don't push it because then we get into that realm of not feeling like you are doing a good enough job mm-hmm. during the workout. And that's not my job. My job is not to discourage. My job is to make sure that you're feeling supported right. and when you're working out. Right you're executing to the best of where you're at in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, in retrospect, I do look at that workout and I know that those deadlifts are easy for you right. for relative to what, yeah, your, right, what, right, what your strengths yeah. are, right? It's not necessarily you in general. It's you as, as you, Jake, the sure. athlete. Yeah, I like deadlifts. Um, do you think that maybe breaking those up would have helped your grip for the rope climbs maybe, because maybe a little bit I, I think about that a lot i think about the thing i think about with this workout is more so of if i did it not at 5 a.m if i did it <laughs> not after three hard quarterfinals sure. workouts, I, I i would love to retest this one and i think we've, we're planning on it right we're gonna so maybe i'll update that oh yeah when we do it yeah um i think it wouldn't be like sub six but i think sub 10 is a realistic possibility and i would love to try that out i mean definitely that was my goal for you yeah. my goal for you there was like 10:30 yeah. that was kind of where i was looking at it um when i break down these in a perfect world perfect scenario fresh jake you know no mm-hmm. injury no tweaks um and this is all you have to do that 10:30 time frame would have been like max number yep. for me for you um, all right. We talked about that one a lot mm-hmm. because that was kind of, right. that was the grueler for me when I looked at it. I went, <laughs> okay. Um, so let's talk about my favorite workout the that I would have loved 
um, which I know that you <laughs> would not have loved. I mean, um, I don't as, as the most. Yeah. Um, this is just not you. Yeah. You don't like these workouts where you have to really like grind in and yeah. find a pace because it's long, right? You 20 hate, minutes. Hate long time. Um, stuff. And just so you guys know, we're talking about test four, which was his last workout. Mm-hmm. That was a 20 minute AMRAP and a thousand meter row, 50 GHD sit-ups, 500 meter row and 25 V ups. Mm-hmm. Um, just wanted to let you guys in on that so, so that we don't run break, away in conversation. Let me break this down. Um, I was shaking after the last workout. Yeah. We had a time crunch. Mm-hmm. I said, you know what? I'm just going to row. Like, I'm just, we're just going to start this clock and I'm just going to row. Right. First two, first two ish minutes on the row, I'm just, I'm pulling whatever pace. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm not even, I'm looking at the screen, but I don't care what the pace says. I'm chipping away at meters. After two minutes, I kind of settled in. I go, okay, well, it's only 20 minutes. You can get through this workout. Got done with the row. It was, I, I think I averaged like a 205, which is not horrible, but it's not good for where I'm normally at, at the on the rower. Right. It's out of out of your usual. But on test five in, in 17 hours, it's great. <laughs> I'll take it. Sure. Um, I get on the GHD and I, what did I say I was planning to do? Do you remember? You were going to break them up. And like then you 15s. just kept going. <laughs> I, yeah, I was like, I think I'm going to do 15s. Yeah. And then I was going to do like 15, 15, uh, 10, 10 or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I go and just did 30 unbroken because I felt good. Um, and I realized I was like, look, it's it's just sit ups, right? Yeah. You're not going to hurt yourself. Yeah. And not to interrupt you, but this is a workout for me that when I look at a 20 minute AMRAP, especially this kind of AMRAP where I go, hmm my core is going to break down, mm-hmm. right? This is, I look at it and I go, this is core for me mm-hmm. personally, core and hip flexors. Right. This would have been an AMRAP that I would have cashed in that first round. Yeah. I would have gone through that first round blazing and then settled in. Right. Well, because the which risk that of, might be what you were doing. Yeah, you may the, have the risk of failure on these reps there is zero. Yeah. You're not I mean, going to fail a GHD sit up you're going to, you have to get back up, right? I've never watched right. anybody climb out of a GHD while they're upside down, <laughs> right? You're going to get sure, back up. Sure, sure. Um, so then you get and into then the five. up, you're, you're on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> you get in the 500 meter row. My pace was okay. It was decent. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, something that if I did it in a workout, I wouldn't be happy, but I wouldn't be upset. Sure. 25 V ups, cranked through those. And then the second round came and it was just, that was it. I, I think I didn't have any energy left in my system, regardless of what I ate, how I hydrated. I was just moving, and so I did the best I could. I got back on the rower on the 500 meter a second time, got like 240, 230 meters or something like that, and right. that was it. I yeah. was done. Yeah, and what's funny is I I looked at this workout, and in my head I went three rounds, mm-hmm. right? I, I immediately... <laughs> That's wild. Because you fresh. You fresh could do sure. three rounds My row paces would be faster. Um, I could do huge sets on the GHDs. Sure, yeah. You 100%. Could, you could push that a lot harder. 100%. Um, you have great capacity in the row. It's just your CNS was exhausted. Exactly. I mean, you get through that point of just my body can't, I mm-hmm. want, but I can't. Um, yeah. So, and I think that test four and test five are something that we are going to retest and a group of us are going to do it together just to, just to see how it feels. Kind of just get it, get it together and, and do better. Yeah, for sure. So absolutely. Our, all right. So all right. So that's all of them. That's all of them. And your personal experience on mm-hmm. those. Um, and so, yeah, in 17 hours, we cranked them out. Yeah. Yeah. So compared to prior years mm-hmm. and qualifying this year, mm-hmm. running through those workouts in that marathon of a pace. Yep. Um, 
How did you feel about your results overall? I'm happy. How did you feel about yourself as an athlete? I mean, I'm happy with it. I think that the way I performed was the best I could have done given the circumstances. And I think that's kind of the whole point of us talking about this is it's it's not to say, oh, I'm good at this or I'm bad at this or look at what I've done. It's it's saying, hey, this these were the cards I was dealt mm-hmm. and I, I played them. And I think that a lot of people in those circumstances would have just said, I'm not doing it or would have, you know, not given their best effort. But right. Well, you weren't right. Well, yeah, you I said I I'm not doing quarterfinals I wasn't do quarterfinals. and we unfortunately, but fortunately well, peer pressured tr- you. <laughs> well, I was trying to make everybody happy because I didn't want anybody to have to go through that with me. Um, I was happy to do it. I, I wanted to right. see and how like, I was doing and I didn't want to pressure anyone to deal with that sort of schedule. Right. But it's, it's for you. Sure. It, I, I mean, they're individual quarterfinals. So yeah, it comes to that, that thought process, right? Like mm-hmm. you are a, a people pleaser. You love making others happy, but maybe not always prioritizing mm-hmm. yourself. So I'm glad that you did. I'm glad that you decided yeah, I'm to. I'm glad that I listened to everybody who pushed me to Absolutely. do it. Absolutely. Shout out to our little crew. Yeah. And yeah, thank you to everyone and everyone else that participated. Yeah, that there was a, there was a um, it was a, it was a village. If you uh, yeah. I mean, you had a whole contingency mm-hmm. of people that first day. So yeah. I thought that was really fun. Um, so I know that you had plans for where you wanted to land and mm-hmm. obviously, you know, where you landed. Um, do you think that with that time of having those extra two days, you would have landed where you wanted or I would have been a little short yeah you think so I, I think so um but i think that it's possible to get there by next year okay so now that you have the opportunity mm-hmm. to focus on your 2024 season mm-hmm. um what is your plan on getting a head start into getting into that new season since this one so it's it's real simple right um last year i took 60 days off after the open i had some professional obstacles to get through Mm -hmm. I had uh, injuries. I had a lot of things that got in my way. I didn't have a good training year. It's it's very simple. We've already started. We're already training, focusing on next year. Um, We're on our proven competitive track. Um, Mm -hmm. That's we're going to follow that the whole year. We didn't even start that till July last year. And I'm going to be consistent, right? The hardest part, I think, is you can put a great training day together. Let's put together great training weeks, great training months, right? Have a good season and see where we land because I think a lot of times, you know, it's it's hard if you're not a professional because life gets in the way and sure. it, you just got to stop letting that happen. And I'm saying you to me basically is I got to stop allowing the obstacles to get in my way. And it's not that I make excuses. It's just sometimes I prioritize other things like you were saying. And so taking it seriously and when I have time to train, when that's the training block of my day, that's what I'm doing. And that's sure, it. Sure, sure. I also, I'm, I'm looking at like training tracks, right. Mm-hmm. For, for this year. So obviously for me personally, as an athlete, my strength bias mm-hmm. is probably the most important thing yep. is I'm a smaller athlete. So I need to try to focus on strength building for you personally. This isn't necessarily a factor, right? Um, so I look yeah. into the next factor, which is your conditioning. Mm-hmm. Your conditioning when it's just conditioning is great. But when it's mixed in. Right. It, Which it, then we're we're falling into balanced training. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um for your balanced training, do you think that you're just going to follow through proven? Do you have a way that you're going to meticulously take notes and pay attention to the parts of the workouts that surprise you mm-hmm. or you go, I think I had more or yeah. I should have 
I should have practiced this or I, I should have been working on this more. I think that the biggest thing personally that I've been missing through all of my competitive career is just consistency and always doing the right thing. Um, I think that, you know, when I started CrossFit, it was a lot of how strong can you be and how, what's the cool tricks you can do with gymnastics. Yeah. And so now it's like, Hey, just listen to what the experts say. Do the right workouts. If you have limited time, don't do the strength. It's also athletic. Yeah. And it's athletic maturity. Yeah. Right. We get into that zone when you first start doing CrossFit, everything is fun. You want to get everything Mm -hmm. immediately. All of those skills, you want to hit those numbers that you're trying to get to a couple years pass by your PRs start getting closer together or mm-hmm. farther away from each other, yep. excuse me, smaller PRs, right? You get those five, 10 pound jumps and you go, wow, amazing, mm-hmm. which is, it, that's part of the time. Right. Um, so I think that you're also running into just understanding how to be a mature athlete sure, and strip yeah. away that ego yeah. where you go, well, I'm the strength guy, so I'm just going to be strong. And you start going, I actually need a lot of help when I balance mm-hmm. the yeah. conditioning part of a monostructural movement into a few other skills. Right. And so I think, yeah, I, I mean, honestly, I think that it's just like listening better, following the right protocols, doing, you know, like I said, if I have an hour to train, doing the pieces that are actually going to be effective and not, you know, maybe, maybe not lifting as much, you know, trying to do everything I can every day, but knowing which things I should and shouldn't do. Sure. I mean, I think that's um, very common for athletes too. I mean, Guy at Mayhem mm-hmm. is obviously the strongest athlete, mm-hmm. correct? But he doesn't touch a barbell now and he's been focusing on other aspects. So I think it's just over time you need to figure out you learn. what what you need mm-hmm. and what your true yeah. weaknesses are. Right, and I think that all of us have to humble ourselves to do that. Yeah. So, um, so but yeah. Um, all right, well, we got to wrap it up. We yeah. have hit the time domain. So um, thank you for joining me. You're welcome. Thank you for helping me tell the story. And thank you for helping me with my fitness. Yeah. Um, and we're going to keep going and we'll check in next year. Um, we're, I'm going to say it. And I know this is a lofty goal. And I know that it is a scary goal. I'm trying to make semifinals next year. If you go and look at my numbers, a lot of people would be skeptical of that. But that, I'm putting it out there. And I'm going to you know, hold myself accountable to that. I think having goals is healthy. Mm-hmm. Um and if they are goals that are outside of your achievable reach in that moment, I think that they allow you to continue that yep. path, right? Mm-hmm. I think that you should have goals that you can attain easily. You should have goals that are a five-year plan. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a one-year goal. And again, you're older, your maturity is there, mm-hmm. the talent is there. It's just making sure that all of these aspects, including sleep and diet, mm-hmm. come together so that you can execute. <laughs> yep. So, yep. yeah, it'll be fun. We're yeah. just getting started for 2024. That's exciting. So, well, thank you all for listening. Um, again, this is the National Fitness Podcast brought to you by Be Ready PT. Go follow us on all the social medias, wherever you get podcasts. Go hit the follow button, follow Be Ready PT on Instagram. Um, lots of great information out there. Uh, you can follow Dane at... Simply Dane. Uh, actually, you've changed it. I have. Oh, no, I did. Yeah. Oh, no. It's Dane period. Marie underscore, underscore. right? If you look, up, if you look wow. up Dane, you'll find it. And if you don't, look up French Fries and Fitness, and she's all over my Instagram. You'll find her yeah. there. Um, so until next time, everybody, thank you. <laughs> Bye, Bye, guys.